Welcome back to the Loving Your Husband Before You Even Have One podcast. We are kicking off season five. We hope you've had a great break. And we have missed you guys, and we are looking forward to a new season. Today, we are welcoming back Alex McCraney. She recorded episode number 29 with us. And it was titled, When the Hard Choice is the Right Choice. That was such a good episode. Alex, I remember when you just got to share about you dating a guy and living with him and how you came to faith in the Lord and how you really wanted to follow the Lord and his commandments. And you made the really hard choice of finding a new roommate and calling that relationship off. And so I have a lot of respect for you because that is not an easy decision to do, especially in working with college students, we see a lot of college students facing similar decisions like that. And so I'm just really proud of you and proud of what the Lord has done in your life. So I'm excited to pick your brain once again on just how he's working in your life, Alex. Oh, yeah. But welcome, Alex. We're glad you're here. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Glad to be back. Alex, your first episode that you recorded was so good. I remember listening to it when it came out. So listeners, if you haven't heard Alex's first episode, definitely go back and listen to it. But in the meantime, Alex, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah. So uh, my husband and I, we lead FCA at the University of Arkansas. Um, And we also are homeschooling family. We have three young children, seven, five, and four. Um, and so, yes, we are, that keeps me pretty busy, um, throughout the days and weeks. So, yeah. Alex, did you picture yourself homeschooling before you had kids? I did. I was one of the ones. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I I know. And it seems so far-fetched and most people are like, oh my goodness, you must have so much patience. And I actually don't. So, but it is something <laughs> I always wanted to do, and um, I'm grateful that we get to, and it works well with my husband and I being on ministry staff. Um, so they get to participate in life of serving others, connecting with students, and um, they absolutely enjoy what we get to do with athletics. So it's fun. It's full, but it's it's fun. Well, I love that you're working with athletics because you're probably talking to one of the most unathletic people that you've ever met. So (laughs) the fact that people are athletic and can play sports and have the talent is just amazing because I, God, he just didn't give that to me. He gave you lots of other skills, though. That's true. That's true. You're very gifted. Don't ask me to play sand volleyball. (laughs) I won't do it. Well, you don't want to play against Alex anyway. (laughs) She and her husband Cortez would dominate. Well, as we start off 2023, we have welcomed Alex back to talk about a life skill, planning. And as followers of Christ, we want to be intentional with our time. Ephesians 5 tells us to be very careful about how we live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. And Alex, you're going to talk about that today. Yes, I am. I'm excited. You know, you have a heart to help women in lots of different ways, and Mm -hmm. you're discipling and mentoring these young athletes at the University of Arkansas. But most recently, you have developed a planner, and you have been helping young women, or really women of all ages, manage Mm -hmm. their time better. And I just thought this would be a wonderful way for us to kick off the year, um, is to talk about making the most of our year. 
mm-hmm. and managing our time. Alex, what is your opinion about planning and how did this become just a passion of yours? We're a podcast discussing choices that women can make to thrive in their single years, which will set them up for a better marriage later. So how do you think that this topic relates to loving your husband well as a single woman? And how did you become passionate about it? That is a great question. So first off, I want to say that I came into planning, not because I was good at it or even that I desired to be good at it or that it was much of an interest to me. It would, it became out of necessity. So when I became um, a wife and a mom and had these huge responsibilities that I wanted to steward well, I reflected on my former life in college and just what I observed from the older women that really invested in me. And I can't necessarily tell you so much about what they said. I know we got in scripture together and had great discussions, but it was primarily what I observed in their life. And um, there were some things that were consistent across the board. I knew that they loved the Lord and they were committed to their relationship with him. Um, These were women that were also stewarding their minds and bodies well. They were continuing to learn and grow and want to be healthy. Um, Also, they prioritized relationships. And and I was one of those. I got to experience the fruit of them investing in my life and also being around their families and seeing other college students and people around their tables and then them being invested in their communities. Um, And then also just their faithfulness in the work that God had given them to steward. And so I enter into this new season of life and I'm looking around and it feels very chaotic. And I'm like, okay, how am I in this season going to steward what I feel like is so important, what I know is so important. And so from there, planning became an essential for me because I knew that my relationship with God, uh, my own self, my own person, and my relationships with others and um, the role that God has given me was important. So I had to figure out what did that look like today? And then the next day, and then the next day, and it wasn't and isn't that I'm perfect at it, but for me, it is a practice. It's something that I want to continue to grow in and be purposeful about, because I do believe that God has called us to live with prayer, purpose, and presence. And it was so, it's so easy for us in our day and age to be distracted by lesser things, i.e. the laundry in the, in the corner or <laughs> Instagram or Um, You know, just things that are not essential at the end of the day, when I would look back on my life and say, um, when I'm 80, you know, when I was in my 20s or when I was in my 30s, how did I spend my time? And I desired to be able to be proud of the answer (laughs) to those questions. (laughs) And so from there, um, I just developed a plan for myself, honestly. And as I began to share with others, I felt like it could be a benefit. So not that it was initially a passion, but it came by necessity. Well, Alex, I love that you just kept on emphasizing the word steward, that you wanted to steward your life. And I think that has been a common theme in a lot of our recent podcasts. Last season, we did one on sexual desires and having sexual desire as a single person. And our guest, Joy, she talked about really stewarding your sexual desire. And so I love that in this episode in particular, we're talking about stewarding your life, stewarding the choices that you're making, and really just bringing those before the Lord and wanting to use your time in a wise manner. And so I love that you just emphasize that word. I think it's really beautiful. And Alex, I just feel personally related with that you 
don't necessarily like planning. It sounds like <laughs> you're like, it's not a passion. Honestly, it's not. <laughs> and I, I would, I just relate with that, that I want all of the benefits that come with planning, like the outcome, mm -hmm. but I don't enjoy it. And yeah. I get frustrated when I try, okay. uh, and something just doesn't go well. So I think, I think our audience is on the same page. <laughs> and I, I'm one of those weird people. I really like planning. Oh yeah. I've had a planner since, you know, junior high school that I can always grow and learn because there's just so many challenges, you know, oh, the yeah. older you get, the more you have to manage and family. And, you know, I, I, this is a, a skill that I'm continually growing in. Well, Alex, you're going to be sharing three tips with us on managing our time better in 2023. And so what is your first tip that you have to share? Yes. So my first tip is to prioritize. And when I think about prioritizing, I think about predetermining what is most important. And so deciding beforehand, before all of the influx of information and um, things that may become a distraction to us in the midst of our days, deciding beforehand, this is where I want to spend my time, my energy and attention. And so I lay out four priorities that I think that we can all relate with in terms of being women of faith that really want to prioritize our relationship with Jesus. So that's prayer, um, person, stewarding our own mind and body well, people is our priority relationships, whether it be family, friends, church, community, and then profession, our work, or um, what God has given us to steward. So it could be school in this season of your life. It could be um, your work in the home, mothering, whatever that looks like. It could be any job that you may have, but um, God has given us gifts and strengths and even an area of influence that he has sent us to serve in. And so being able to steward that well. So again, prayer, person, people, and profession, I would say are primary priorities. I like that it's an acronym. I love acronyms. They're just easy for me to remember whenever I'm learning a new skill. I'm like, when I, it's like, okay, the four P's got it. Mm -hmm. Four P's. There you go. And I love that you explain profession in that way. I'm someone who has a, a full-time job right now, but definitely aspiring to be a mom one day and maybe shift my work into getting to invest more in the home. We'll see what God has. But, you know, in that same way, it's like, hey, what is the work God has entrusted you to? Like when I was in school and not having a job, it was school. Like that was what I gave my time to right now. It's giving my time to my job. Maybe one day that will look like giving my time to my family. And so I love that you really just outlined that category because I think that is a very evolving category depending on what season of life that you're in but it's an area that still needs attention and I love that it's one of your four p's yeah I I love it too I mean it's you know we've all had those days where we got to the end of the day and we're like I didn't do anything that I that was worth anything you know maybe I just binge Netflix and spent time on my phone and but the you know and the day rolls around and I'm like what did I do I just kind of frivoled away the whole day and so I love that you are focused on really prioritizing what's important. Or sometimes for me, it's like the profession is the most easiest thing for me to do because my salary is dependent on it. And so I can be really good at managing that category, but it's the other ones, whether it's people, person, prayer, those are the things that can slip through. And so, yeah, all four are important, but our relationship with God, that's it. <laughs> Yes. And I relate to that too. So like I said, I created this for me. So one of the areas that I can struggle in is 
people. So just maintaining relationships outside of my day to day or outside of my work, because I've been created for community and not always relying on people to reach out to me, but becoming that initiator in relationships. And so for me, when I see that in my planner, that person space, I'm thinking, okay, who can I see or who can I serve or share my life with today? And it helps keep me accountable and just be mindful that I play a role in the lives of others and to be intentional about that. So yeah, I agree. So good. I love that. And so I want to clarify, when you are talking about these four Ps in your planner, it's truly, those are four categories that you're thinking through every day. It's not necessarily, hey, these are four things I want to think about this week. It's like, hey, each day you're thinking about prayer, person, people, and profession. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. So in the planner, you have a space for each of those categories or priorities. And you just think about one thing that you can do in each of those areas. So it could look like for prayer, I'm going to spend time with Jesus or uh, for person, I'm going to go for a walk. Um, for people, I'm going to reach out to this friend that's hurting. And for profession, I'm going to write this script or I'm going to fill out and do this job application or write this essay, whatever it may be, but just one thing. And that kind of helps um, take away the overwhelm from trying to have to do all the things but really honing in on what is one thing in each of these areas that I've predetermined are most important to me that I can follow through on today. Mm, good. That's good. I love that because I'm a, I'm a person who gets easily overwhelmed. And so I just get paralyzed and then I don't do anything. But if I had one thing in one each of these areas to shoot for every day, you know, I think that would build some momentum. It's like, hey, <laughs> You know, I did that and I did that and I did that. And you get to the end of the day. And if you do those four things, that's a very satisfying feeling. Yes. Yes. And it's the feeling of I was able to accomplish what is most important, what I most value, not necessarily in the eyes of the world, because in the eyes of the world, productivity is a big thing. And so we want to see how much we can get done in a certain amount of time. And I'm not saying that that's all bad, but really we want to live our lives with purpose and intention. And I feel like really honing in on those priorities can help us feel a sense of I was purposeful with my time. Mm -hmm. even if I didn't get to check every single box that I would like. Well, what's your second tip? Okay, so the tech, second tip is to plan. So it's moving beyond the prioritizing and actually giving a space in our day for what we say is important. So for example, if I say I wanna spend time with Jesus, where in my day am I going to do that? Or if I say I want to take a walk or call a friend, then where in my day am I going to plug that in? And so that's where you actually take um, your priorities and give them a space to hold um, or a, a place in your day that holds that space for you to actually engage in that priority. Alex, when do you plan to plan? If that makes sense. So if, so if we're talking about planning and talking about uh, scheduling our priorities, is there a certain time of the week or time of the day that you found to be most helpful to plan or how can a girl figure out when is the best time if I want to plan, I have this, uh, idea that I want to do it, but like, when do I do it? Yeah. So for me, it works to do it in the evening. So before the next day starts, just because I'm cooking meals throughout the day and I need to be mindful. Okay. I need to take the meat out so that when dinner comes around, I'm not <laughs> pulling up 
frozen chicken out of the fridge. So that was me last night. I feel exposed. <laughs> the chicken was frozen. It went right back in. We got takeout. Hey, yeah, you can't do that with frozen chicken. Maybe if you have an Instapot, but we don't. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I usually do it in the evenings and I, I sit down at the desk and I just say, okay, I'm going to spend 15 minutes planning. And many times it doesn't even take that long, but I'm just choosing to set aside that time. And I've heard a quote once that 15 minutes of planning saves you two hours of wasted time. So whether wow. that be um, before your day gets started sometime in the morning or in the evenings, like I do. Um, I think any time would work if you haven't started this practice, but just the practice of being mindful to actually plan really helps just in terms of the process of your day and where your focus is. I love that. And it probably wouldn't even take you that long to come up with four things that you want to do in each of those yeah. four categories. Like you said, it might only be 15 minutes, but like you said, you may have two hours back in your schedule um, because you're not wasting time anymore, but you're utilizing that time. Alex, I really like this section, you know, just the importance of planning, because sometimes we can overshoot and try to do too much. You know, like I shared earlier, you know, I'm, I tend to get overwhelmed because I, I want to do all these things. But within the planning, you begin to, you know, if you start giving every um, priority a place to live in your schedule, then all of a sudden it's almost like a budget. You know, it's kind of like we each of us only has 24 hours in the day. And so it kind of helps you be more realistic on what really that you can do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why I do think the process of prioritizing first and giving those priorities space in your day, you're saying, this is what I most value and my time is going to reflect it. And it does, it makes it more realistic in terms of how much time do I have left then um, as far as what I can spend on those other things that may not be priorities, but probably need to get done. You know, I have to cook, yeah. I need to do laundry, but I might not have the space to like run these five errands today. So it does help me to bring that home and hone in on what is actually attainable for me to do that day. Alex, have you ever struggled with planning in margin in between things in your schedule? That's been a struggle for me as I've tried to grow in planning and putting different things in my schedule is I don't plan the right amount of margin. So then I'm late to my next thing, which then makes me late to my next thing. And it just continues. So has that ever been a struggle for you? And what advice would you have on that? Yeah, um, it, it can be for sure. But I think I'm mindful to time block. And so as I'm thinking through my schedule, for example, with homeschool, um, we usually homeschool nine to 12. Now I may not take that long, but I have, I've scheduled margins. So I've accounted for time if we need to move things around or if I need to go somewhere next, I'm not filling in my hours to the point where it's time for me to go. And I do think it is a skill, it's something that we can grow in as we start practicing this method. Um, and just knowing, okay, how long is it going to take for me to do this task? Or where do I want to devote um, this block of time and mental energy to? And what do I need um, to prepare for? Which goes into the third tip. Should we? Well, before we move on to the third tip, Alex, I, I would love, you've mentioned the word time block a few times, and mm -hmm. I'm a little familiar with it, but would you explain that a little bit? Because some of our listeners may not know what that is, but I think that's a key component in planning. Yes. 
So when I think about time blocking, I think about having one area of focus in a section of time. So that could be a two hour um, space of time, three hour, however long you want to make it, but focusing on one thing during that time. So it could be I'm going to focus on administrative tasks from two to four, or I'm going to focus on um, getting my homework done from one to three. Um, but just allotting a space of time that gives you margin and it may not take you that long, but you've already predetermined that that is what that space is for. Um, so that is how that yeah, can work. That's good. I, the way I heard it described too, it's almost like you set up classes for yourself. You know, like, you know, you just pretend, okay, right now I'm in science class or, you know, mm -hmm. just pretend, okay, I net right now I'm in cleaning my apartment mode and this, this is the time that I'm going to, uh, go to the grocery store or whatever. Yeah. My mm -hmm. husband's been doing that right now. He is in seminary, you know, on the side. And so in our calendar, we have a shared calendar. He, you know, writes seminary and I'm like, it's online. Like you don't have to show up, you know, for that class. And he goes, no, that's like the time I'm going to do my homework. And I go, yeah, but we could also like do something else that night. You know, like we could watch this Christmas movie. We could watch this. And he's like, no, I'm blocking out this time so I can do my homework. And so I go, oh, okay. This is making more sense. So I think that time blocking is a really key component, especially whether you're managing a little or managing a lot, but I think it helps you to go back to what you initially said, steward your time well. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what's that third tip? Yes, so the third tip is prepare. So we prioritize, we determine what we value most, we've planned and given it a place in our schedule or our day, and then we want to prepare. So when you think about preparation, Think about what do I need in order to be able to follow through with what I said I most value, with what I've given a place for in my day. And so what that could look like if you want to begin um, reading your Bible regularly and having devotional time with Jesus, okay, you may need a plan. And so that requires some preparation in terms of looking into what devotion or Bible study am I going to do? If you want to um, start maybe exercising or walking, or um, maybe you feel like you need counseling to help with your mental health. Preparation could look like doing some research on how you can follow through. Who do you need to contact or reach out to so that you can get the help and support that you need, or maybe go get you some walking shoes. I don't know, but preparing so that you can follow through. And I love uh, when say, shopping falls into the preparation yeah, category. I know. I know. I'll take that. I like planning now. <laughs> Get motivated with some new shoes. But yeah, even when it comes to schoolwork or um, in areas of profession, how can I steward this area of my life by being prepared so I'm not at the last minute scrambling to actually do what I said I want to do? You know, Alex, you mentioned something earlier about, you know, how God designed us for community. And I think this is one that really relates to me. I'm someone who I've moved around a lot. And so now my friends are kind of all over the place, but I can often get really sad thinking that I don't have community. I know that's not true because I definitely know I have friends, but sometimes in the moment because they haven't reached out to me because I haven't seen them, you know, maybe I haven't gone on a trip with them in a while or caught up with them on the phone, but I can start to feel really lonely. And so I think this is like something I'm taking away already is just that tip of wanting to actually go and text a friend rather than just wait for them to text me for that type of community. And so, yeah, I love about just that like preparation of like, Hey, I'm going to do this, you know, however many days a week, I'm actually going to go and initiate and text a friend that I haven't caught up with in a while, just so that I can feel that 
you know, community that I was designed to have. Mm. What about you guys? Do you have anything that you well, want to start this year? You know, just in this conversation, it's like, man, that's a great thing to prioritize reaching out to at least one person every day. Um, you know, to maybe share my life with or find out how they're doing. Because as an introvert, sometimes it's just real easy for me to just kind of get through my day and really not reach beyond kind of the people I see or I'm around. And it's just real easy to lose touch with people. And so I really appreciate that. Um, that's me. But what, um, Leah, what about you? I think the person one stands out to me the most of just stewarding, stewarding our mind and body well. And what you said about just creating rhythms can be really helpful. It's like when something becomes a rhythm, it just takes less mental effort to do it if it's just a habit. But creating habits are hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard. Yeah. And um, I, I'm trying to create just new nighttime habits right now to help me sleep better and just to steward the the evening hours better. And I feel like some days it goes well and other days it's, it, I don't do it. And so this is encouraged. I feel just motivated, um, talking to you that it's just worth it. And that, like you said, it, it's a day by day process. We're going to have wins and losses with it, but I feel like I feel motivated to not give up. (laughs) Yes. Don't give up. And I will say this, um, you know, I shared three tips in terms of stewarding our time well. But I also wanna say it is a practice. So there you go, another P. It takes time and over time, you become better and better at this skill. And um, when I, I mean, I was a basketball player, but I didn't become a basketball player by reading about basketball and studying. (laughs) That's true. Man, if Uh, that could be the case, I'd be really good at basketball, I think. (laughs) I'd probably be really good at ballet because I love watching it, but I don't, I won't become a ballerina by watching it. (laughs) But um, I did become a basketball player because I spent hours upon hours day after day practicing. And it was, I didn't fail. It wasn't a, no, it wasn't a failure if I didn't do a good job I said I was successful because I showed up every day to practice. And not only that, um, I became more successful in that craft or that skill because I had partners. There you go. Another Mm -hmm. piece. Um, And and I would say those partners consisted of coaches that really encouraged me and helped me sharpen my skill and also peers um, that were my teammates. So I didn't, I wasn't in it alone. I was a part of a team and we were together reaching towards this goal. And I say that to say in our efforts to build habits, to start planning, to live with intention, those are two really great ideas to grab hold on. Like I am practicing this. I'm not going to fail because I continue to show up to do the work, even if it feels kind of odd or I'm not used to it or good at it. It's okay. You just keep practicing. And then not only that, bring and get some women around you that are seeking to also be intentional with their time so that you can have community and coaches and peers and people to encourage you because it is hard, um, but we don't have to do the hard things alone. We can do it alongside other women that are seeking to live well. Yeah. I want you to flesh that out a little bit more. Like what would that look like if, you know, you're listening to this podcast, you're someone who wants to take this, you know, and apply this, this semester, what would that look like to find someone else who maybe wants to do that? And what could accountability look like if you guys are both wanting to plan and steward your life better according to these categories? 
Yeah. So I would say um, if you would like, y'all both could get the planner or you can just start writing down somewhere in a journal or a blank page each day, the four P's and come together and say, hey, like we are both agreeing to wanting to practice practice this skill of living intentionally. And so one way we can keep each other accountable in that is by connecting weekly, maybe for 15 minutes. Okay. We can connect and fill out um, our weekly plan or our daily plan and just kind of talk about what went well, or what are you struggling with and have some time to pray together, but a weekly touch point, it doesn't have to be long, but you all could even talk about those four P's. Like, how are you doing in your um, daily time with the Lord? Or how did you reach out to that counselor? Or did you reach out to that friend? Or did you um, go and see about joining that community group so that you can gather community? Or how is work going? But just really connect, connecting in honest ways with somebody else that also wants to be a part of the journey with you. And it could be more than one person. Um, you all can form a group. But with the intention of saying, we want to live with prayer, purpose, and presence, because that's why we were created. We want to live in communion with God and communion with others. And um, so let's, let's do it together. Let's practice together. Oh, Alex, I love that so much because I'm thinking of past conversations I've had with my friends. And I feel like sometimes when we catch up, you know, it's very like one subject focus. Like, let's say, you know, an emergency happened at work and we're hearing all about that. Or maybe they're struggling with something in their personal life. And so we're diving in and all that. And I get really excited about maybe having a friend that is wanting to do these same things. And I'm getting to hear about not only their devotion with the Lord, but I'm also getting to hear about, you know, the profession and what they're doing to steward that well. Also, maybe the people that they're investing in. And, oh, I get excited about just getting to know my friends more holistically in that way. So that I think could be a really huge benefit. Yeah. And I love that you use that word holistic because we are holistic people and these different areas of our lives are interconnected. And so when I'm not doing well relationally, whether it be with the people in my home or uh, friendships, then that does affect me spiritually and physically. And so it is good that we have accountability and encouragement so that we can be well holistically. I think in even Paul's prayer, he prayed that our spirit, soul, and bodies would be well. And we know that God has created us as embodied creatures. And so he desires that we flourish in all of these areas, but we can't do it alone. So yeah, I love the idea of gathering partners and people around us to support us in that. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, Leah, but when I was a single woman, I think I struggled with this the most, you know, I, I just was always out of balance on something. You know, I remember saying, man, when am I going to go to the grocery store? I got to eat. You know, I'd be eating, you know, little things of yogurt for dinner because I was on the run and on the go. But, you know, do you ever struggle with that as a single woman? I mean, you kind of shared a little bit already, but it just seems like I think this is a skill that's very important for single women because, you know, I think sometimes we think, oh, when I get a husband, then that's all going to come together. Or which, when you have kids, when you have dependents. <laughs> oh, yeah. And no, it doesn't. Oh, yeah. it, it gets even harder because it's just a good skill. But what do you think? Oh yeah. I think when you're single for better or for worse, you bear the consequences of your planning or lack of planning, <laughs> but then the more responsibility you get, the more your decisions affect other people. And I think that when I was in college, I really didn't have hardly anybody depending on me for anything. And so I could get away with 
you know, if I didn't go to the grocery store, okay, I'll just go to Sonic and then feel terrible the next day. But Mm -hmm. that was just on me. But the older I've gotten, and even though I'm still single, the more responsibility I've gotten. And so I think that's been motivating to me to want to grow in this area because I want to be a responsible person. I want people to think that they can entrust things to me. And, um, yeah. So I think that whenever you're single, I definitely have had that mindset of like, well, once I have kids, I'll learn how to cook <laughs> or once I have a husband, I'll learn, I'll, I'll be really motivated to learn how to cook, uh, or I'll yeah, just get more organized when I, when I have to, but I really don't want to have that mindset. I'm like, I want to experience the fruit and of, in my own life of planning well, And yeah, I don't want to wait until it feels like, oh gosh, other people are being affected by my planning or lack of planning before I build those habits. So yeah, I relate with that a lot. Alex, as we're looking towards a new year, 2023, is there anything special that you do with your planning as you're preparing for a new year? Mm, Yeah. So I actually do it, um, in different seasons of life. Um, but yeah, what I do is I take time to reflect on those four pillar areas. And I ask, you know, what are some pain points, some hard things or some obstacles? And what are some praises? What are some things that are going well and things that I'm grateful for? So I have time to reflect. And then from there, I assess, okay, based on what I realized just from this time of reflection, what is the vision that I have? Where do I want to go from here? What are some things that I I feel like I need to be more intentional about or more purposeful in? Uh, What are some things that need to be pruned? So some things that need to go. So I I think through, okay, what is distracting me or what is keeping me um, from pursuing or being faithful in this area? Um, What do I need to be more prayerful about? And um, after that, you know, like images or words that I feel like I've been praying through that really resonate with me and I write them down or put them in the vision board in the planner and that kind of gives me a jumping off point for what I want that next season to be like what I want to see and experience in that season and uh, from there I go about okay how am I going to take these big ideas, these um, encouraging and inspiring things and bring them into my day to day. So that's kind of my process. Mm, I love I that. Love yeah. all these peace. I know she the, is the, the, out the here like pain, pain, praises. Yes. 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 <laughs> Every time I think that there's not another P, there's another one. I love there's it. Another word. <laughs> well, there's like a little like word count or something that you know that could like just do a little trigger like every yeah. time. Oh, it's awesome. It's so funny. But you remember it though, funny. like you said, Leah. You remember it. Well, Alex, as we're about to wrap up, do you have anything else that you would want to share with our listeners? Um, in the beginning, in Genesis. It says that the spirit of God hovered over the darkness and over the void. And from there, he spoke. And we know that life was created, beauty and flourishing. And when I think about planning, you know, we've been created in his image. And God hovering is God dreaming, him planning and pondering the life that he wanted to invite us into and the beauty that he wanted us to experience in the world. And so we get to have that opportunity as well as we look over maybe at times the darkness and the void of our days or not necessarily knowing what to do, but God has given us the capacity and the agency to bring forth life from what he's created. We get to impart beauty and goodness and truth where we are and we get to hover in a sense by pondering the path of our feet and also I want to say 
that in spite of all our mishaps, whether we plan or not, Jesus is still the Prince of Peace. And he promises us peace that surpasses all understanding. So there will be times that life is chaotic, things come up, we can't control life, but we are called to enter into the peace of Jesus that transcends all understanding. So we can trust that at the end of the day, our Father in heaven is in control and he loves us deeply and will continue to provide for everything we need. Wow. That's the best P we've said all day. (laughs) Peace. Uh, He's the P that we need. And I can't think of a better way to wrap up. Wow. Beautiful. Well, before we do though, um, Alex, tell us, um, tell our listeners how they could, if they're interested in getting a planner, how would they get one or how can they get in touch with you or just kind of give us all that information? Yeah, so um, the planner is called the Pattern Seasonal Planner, and you can get one at patternco-collective.com. So Pattern Co. Collective, and then um, on Instagram, it's the same handle name, Paddle, Pattern Co. Collective. And, and we'll, can, we'll, yeah. um, we'll link those in the notes below in their show notes. Well, I'm excited because I have a planner and I thought about giving it away, but I think I'm going to keep it. (laughs) But you might stay tuned on our email list because I might give away some planners um, on our email list. I love it. Well, Alex, thank you so much for joining us once again. Always a pleasure to get to talk to you and hear your insights. I definitely want to have you on again. And so thank you so much for joining us in the discussion day today and to our listeners we still have a lot to talk about so i hope you'll tune in next week 